Today's topic, Don Kirshner's Rock Concert. I wonder if you have as many fond memories of the Saturday night show Don Kirshner's Rock Concert as I do. Kirshner's show came on late Saturday nights, I believe it was 11.30 p.m., every other weekend, and it ran from 1972 to 1981. Now, in 1972, I was only nine years old. I was too young to go to concerts or to pretty much have any say in my life, but I was old enough to know I love music and I love seeing all these cool acts on television. And I looked forward to the show every other weekend when it came on. Saturday at the Windstar, Tony Braxton. Did you guys know she was on Dancing with the Stars? Oh, well, no, I had Dancing no with idea. Dancing with the Stars. Dancing with the Stars. What's Dancing with the Stars? Dancing with the Stars. Dancing with the Stars. Dancing with the Stars. Season 7. And what uh, place? Uh, she finished right after Cloris Leachman, who was the oldest contestant at seven, so she would have been eighth place. Wow. See what we learned today? Wow. Not much. <laughs> Not only was Tony Braxton on Dancing with the Stars, she finished right after Cloris Leachman, who was the oldest contestant ever on Dancing with the Stars. Yes. That's pretty much it. I think he is kind of sexy. There is that. I'm well, yeah. He's got a charismatic <laughs> factor to yeah. him. When he smiles, that grin and winks. Good-looking guy. He can turn on the charm, I think. And it's really neat to see his turnaround. He had a rough couple first weeks on this show. Right. Talking back to Cheryl, his partner, he kind of made a derogatory remark to one of the other competitors. And he's done a 180-degree turn. He's dancing better. He's accepted Cheryl's uh, advice. And I can't believe he's still here in week seven. I think he's got a good shot to make it through next week, too. And, and she was a little bit like a football coach, I saw, in, in coaching him. I, would you say that? Yeah, they called, what they call her? He called her the uh, Bill Parcells of uh, <laughs> dance instructors. And Cowboy fans will know what that means. Okay. Howdy ho, everyone. This is the Ballroom Blitz. I am Tony the Engineer. Welcome back. Well, here we go. Week eight of the Ballroom Blitz. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a way to start out, folks. I'm not even going to edit this out. If you've listened to me long enough, you know I have issues. But I have specific issues this week. We'll get into that in just a minute. But yes, <laughs> week eight of the Ballroom Blitz covering week seven of Dancing with the Stars, season 32. And it occurred on Tuesday night, November 7th. It was a music video night in the ballroom. And we had Paula Abdul as the guest judge. So what's going on with me? Well, you know what time of year it is in the fall, middle of Dancing with the Stars. It's the time where Tony the Engineer gets sick. So, um, you know, I'm not sick, sick, but if you were here with uh, me last year in, uh, let's see, Ballroom Blitz season two, was it? <laughs> uh, foggy today, of course, because I'm on some uh, anti, what, decongestants or something. But yeah, I got the uh, nasal congestion, a little bit of a runny nose, a little bit of a tinge of a sore throat. And so I'm totally functional. You just feel rotten and you feel like your head's going to pop off and all that stuff. But uh that's going to be my excuse today for my normal flub ups. Oh, yeah, I'm sick, you know, give me a break. <laughs> but um, 
I, I do want to do a full show. We did a uh, abbreviated show a couple times last season when I was not doing very well. I was much worse then too, and hopefully this isn't the beginning of much worse, but you never know with me in this time of year. You're going to hear some sniffling like that. I'm very sorry. Um, I may even have to stop from time to time to blow the nose, but uh, just kind of the way it is, I'm afraid. You guys have been through a lot listening to me the last few years, so uh, <laughs> you know this is just par for the course. Um we are going to do a top 10 list because I spent a lot of time on it this week. Um, we'll see how we do, but I think I'll be okay getting through it. Not going to have much news and notes today. In fact, we're not going to do any. There's a couple things I could bring up, but um, it's more just kind of gossipy stuff and so forth. And uh, we got a show to talk about. So let's just dive right into it. Uh, it was music video night, as we talked about. Uh, they started off the show with Alfonso and Julianne going into the DWTS prop room to look for uh, props for music video night. And uh, it was kind of goofy, I thought. It was very brief. And then at the end of it, they are like, uh, they're doing a checklist. And Julianne says, Anaconda. And I'm thinking, that's weird. And Alf Alfonso goes over and lifts off a cover of a cage and there's nothing there. And of course, the Anaconda's loose. But I had question marks over my head. I'm like, what's going on? And I guess what it was, and I don't know how they expect people to know this, but um, uh, Ariana was doing a, uh, a dance from Britney, and it was one of those videos where Britney had a live snake in it. And uh, I guess that's what it was referencing because, boy, when that ended, I'm like, question marks galore popping out of my head. But we'll talk about that dance a little later, of course. Uh, then they had uh, four of our current males bring out Paula Abdul, and uh, they talked with her a little bit before she went over to the uh, judges' table. Well, there were going to be two rounds uh, at, for the show that night. First round was your regular dance, music video dance, and then uh, they were going to have team dances last night. So, you know, we are in the, what I always like to call the dog days of Dancing with the Stars. That's where... You know, you, you've been here a long time. You've got a lot of nagging injuries. You're probably exhausted, especially someone like Barry, who's much older. Uh, and you look up, and if you're going to be there to the end, you're still like, oh, my God, I got another month ago of this. <laughs> um, if you have any issues with your partners, uh, they're kind of sniping at each other and, you know, sick of each other by this point. I haven't seen too much of that this year. But uh, it's a tough time, to say the least. And... At that tough time, you got to learn two dances, and it just doesn't get any easier. This is a tough grind getting through this whole season. So uh, up first, we had eight couples left, of course. Up first for the night was Lele and Brandon, and they were doing a salsa to a Shakira song, uh, Whenever, Wherever. Not real familiar with Shakira. I certainly have seen some of the videos and stuff, and Lele has the kind of hair that reminds me of her, and she just puts it out there that, yeah, that's her hero. She met her once, I guess, and grew up listening to the music. And uh, uh, I had a lot of hope here because this is this is one of those that, you know, she's kind of dancing to her hero's music and very Latin, flavorful type dance, uh, the salsa, and a lot of arms and hips for sure. And I thought, I think she's going to do well this. At least I hope she was going to do well. And sure enough, she did. I liked it overall. Lele's always been in that middle of the pack for me. She's the best of the rest, but she's not quite up in the top four is the way I've kind of ranked it all year. And uh, I like this one a lot. Turns out the judges didn't like it as much as I did, but, uh, and they're the ones that really matter, of course. Let's just go to what they had to say. Derek said that hips don't lie 
and uh, she needs. She was using more of her torso and rib cage, so she, he liked it too. Um, they did do some lifts, and he says you got to work on the exits and entries to those lifts. So uh, that's something they still can work on. Uh, Bruno said, "Yes, uh, the details in the lifts. You got to be careful of those, and show no hesitation when you go in and out of those lifts." And then Carrie Ann, I think she liked it the most. Uh, she said, this is what we've been waiting for. And, you know, she's usually the lift police, but she even said, lifts, who cares about them? Uh, they were fine. And uh, I was nice to see because I was thinking, man, did I, did I see something that the others didn't? Because I thought this was one of her better dancers. So that when they scored it, Carrie Ann was the only one to give her a nine, but she gave her a nine. Uh, the rest of them gave her eights. So uh, it was a total of 33. And like usual with the guest judges, I'm not going to mention anything Paula says unless it's really noteworthy to me, just for time purposes. And, you know, even though she is a great dancer and choreographer and stuff, I just usually keep it to the main three. Uh, Alfonso did mention that after that, that the winner of this first round of dances, the regular dances, was going to be immune from next week's dance off. And also be given some bonus points from the judges next week. So assuming they uh, made it through elimination tonight or in tonight's show. And uh, when I heard that, I thought, well, that's great. You know, they're trying to protect one of the better dancers. And uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Maybe there's someone out there that's not doing as well of those top four in the fan vote. And they want to give some protection to. The way it turned out tonight, I hope that's not the case. But, hey, at least we have that person for another week. And we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, let's see here. Up second for the evening was Ariana and Pasha did a cha-cha. And this was to the Britney Spears song, uh, Slave for You. I'm a slave for you. And uh, one of the, the great things for me personally is, is watching this show from the beginning. A lot of dances, you know, stick in my mind. And uh, there was this song was done before. Let's see, that would have been season 21 by Alexa Penavega, always a favorite of mine. I loved her in that season. And uh, she actually had the real snake uh, at the end of the uh, presentation when Alexa did it back in season 21. And I think that's because that was Bindi Irwin's season, of course, and Bindi had some animals throughout the season. And, uh, you know, it, it was kind of fun to see that. But that's the only thing I can think of. And it, it, the light bulb clicked on when I'm like, oh, that's what Alfonso and Julianne were talking about at the beginning of the show in the prop room. At least I think that's what it's got to be, because otherwise the question marks are still flying around. Uh, as uh, you know, I'm a big Ariana fan. Uh, to me, she's the top two dancer this season so far. And I was hoping maybe, you know, she'll get the, the good score for the in the first round and be have some immunity because I don't know what her fan support is. I'm sure Soshi's got good support. You know, Charity probably does. And uh, Jason, who knows about him, too. But he's such a likable guy and so forth. I imagine he's doing all right in the fan vote. But uh, I loved it. Let's uh, just say that right now. I love Tariana. She's She's one of those types that has it for me. She owns the floor. Her moves are very, um, I don't know, intense and thought it out. And it looks like she's putting an effort into it that others aren't. And I'm not saying that they don't work hard. It's just when you have that ability to, to perform and own the floor and then you can dance well on top of it. I mean, that's the key. That's the whole thing for, for being a champion on dancing with the stars. You got the whole package. Um, they did a uh, 
the pros were in this a little bit and she was kind of at the beginning of the pros and it kind of formed a pyramid as they went back. I think she just rocked it leading the pros and that's always an impressive thing when I see that. Uh, let's see what Bruno had to say that uh, yeah, she was a bad girl and he loved it, full of content. Um, he did have to did say you need to work a little bit on your foot placement. Uh, Carrie Ann mentioned the uh, pyramid of the pros where she was the leader of it and uh, Man, nice to see that, and she executed it fantastic. It looked good visually. Uh, Derek said same thing. He mentioned the uh, the pyramid, and did just said it exposed how fantastic she is. So that was nice for me to hear that the judges are on board with her. But of course, we all know on this show it's the fan vote really in the end. Um, it was funny on at the uh, the interview when they were done. Ariana had said she's been practicing that dance since 2001. I guess Brittany's kind of one of her heroes, too, like uh, Shakira was for Lele. And uh, she really brought the flavor of that dance, I thought. And again, she brings the flavor every time, I think, when she goes out there. Uh, they gave her three nines. Paula gave her a 10. And that was a total of 37. So I was hopeful that she might get the immunity. But you got Soshi and Charity and all the others left. Jason. Uh, up third for the night was uh, Harry and Riley. They did a jazz routine <clears throat> to the NSYNC song, It's Gonna Be Me. And it was neat. In the video package, Lance Bass came and visited them. And again, if you're not a, a longtime viewer of the show, you would think, oh, that's kind of neat. Maybe Lance Bass coming in just because it's his song. Well, Lance, of course, was on the show. And I don't care how long ago it's been, when people come back that have been gone for a long time, I think that's so cool. Uh, Lance was on season seven. That's a long time ago. So it was good to see him. Uh, you know, Harry is Harry. Uh, I, this is a tough one. I don't want to say bad things about him because, again, very courageous. I all think all these people that go out and do it. And he's just not a dancer. It's just that simple. So it's not bad things. It's just the facts. Um, I'm getting, you know, uh, and I have for several weeks here, severe Vinny Guadagnino vibes from last year. A likable guy that's just not that good a dancer, although Vinny, I think, is better than Harry was or is. Uh, I just am scared to death without the judges say that Harry's going to make it to the finals. And I don't mean that to disparage him. It's just, you know me, a keeper of the legitimacy of the champion of this show. We cannot have another Bobby Bones incident. Um, I know the show's changed and it's a different era, and i got to give up the fact that you know, we no longer worry about legitimate champions, it seems. It's all more popularity. And that's the one bugaboo I hated in the early season when people would lambast the show because they did it unfairly. Uh, as always, I would challenge anyone the first 26 seasons to show me a non-deserving winner or a non-legitimate winner. I don't think we had it. We had good winners every year. And then, of course, the Armageddon in 27. So I'm a little worried going forward with Harry. Didn't mean to get off into that. Uh, uh, let's see. Bruno. Said uh, the sink wasn't always on, but he loves watching Harry. Uh, let's see. Carrie Ann said um, when the guys were in the front, uh, he was dancing. And uh, he said, but you have to commit from the beginning of, or she said, you have to commit from the beginning of the routine. You know, at the very beginning, sometimes he has some weird facial features like, oh boy, here we go again. And I know I can't dance. And I I'm sure that's just a very human feeling. But as Carrie Ann says, man, you got to get into character right away and commit to the dance from the beginning. Derek said, lots of fun. Uh, he wants some more connective tissue between the steps. And uh, hopefully Riley can explain that to Harry because I'm sure he doesn't have a clue exactly what that means as I didn't. <laughs> uh, 
He was wearing a Justin Timberlake wig, by the way, kind of funny looking from the early days. Uh, curly hair and everything. Anyways, they gave him a four sixes for a 24. And I think that's totally legit. You know, uh, he has to bring something special for me to give him a seven. Um, I mean, I'm not, again, trying to say that I want to be mean to the guy, but when you can't be giving him a seven and then giving somebody else a seven or an eight, because they're so much better than him. So anyways, four sixes for a 24. And I think that's about right. Up fourth, uh, Jason and his partner Daniela doing a jazz. Uh, excuse me again for the <laughs> snort there or the snuffle. Uh, Daniela, I guess, had a problem with her ankle last week. So in the video package, they showed her calling in uh, Coco to help uh, dance with uh, Jason for the, the uh, training. But of course, Daniela was there to help with the choreography and instructions and so forth. They did a uh, jazz routine to the song Take On Me from the group AHA. Um, never one of my favorite songs, nothing against it per se. It's just, you know, if I'm hearing that on the radio, click, it goes off. And it's not like, oh God, that's awful. It's just, I don't want to you know, care for it that much. So that kind of mutes the dance for me when it's a song I don't care for. Um, didn't think this was one of his best, but he's so good, you know, we have high expectations. So let's see what Carrie Ann had to say. She was a bit underwhelmed by it, and he needs to take up more of the space of the ballroom floor. So I liked it that she was kind of saying, hey, that wasn't the greatest, and I didn't think so either. Derek, I kind of said the same thing. He said, I echo Carrie Ann, so a bit underwhelmed by it. Um, he said it actually seemed like an earlier in the season dance, which is a pretty good criticism, I would say. Um, he didn't really have much good to say about it, so Derek was letting himself be known there. Uh, Bruno said that he never lost the storyline and I guess of the dance. And I guess that's why that's one reason it didn't appeal to me since I don't care for the song. I didn't care for the storyline of the song. Uh, uh, but he did say it was a strong performance. So uh, they gave him an eight, eight, 10, nine. Paula comes through with a 10 there and that's a total of 35 for them. Uh, number five up in the evening is Allison and Sasha. Uh, they did a quick step to a Christine Aguilera song called Candyman. And uh, Allison's one of those nice stories, I think. I think she continues to get better and better. And it's slow because she's not a dancer. But again, if we could have a Dancing with the Stars pure form, the way it's meant to be or was meant to be, I think, you get people on that have never danced. You uh, train them and train them and train them, and they either get better or they don't. Allison's one of those that's getting better, and uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, <clears throat> Derek said it was her best dance yet, really smooth. Uh, Bruno said uh, it was a, a proper quick step, and she had uh, uh, did say that she wanted a little bit more spring in her feet, though it could be better. And then uh, Carrie Ann just said the same thing as Derek. Best dance that she's had yet. They gave her uh, three eights and a nine. Paula gave her the nine, and that's a total of 33. And I, I was happy to see that because when you get an eight, you know, everybody, you want to have a base level of seven. You want to get sevens, I think. Um, if you're getting sixes at this stage, it's, it's tough. Um, and if you're getting sevens, it's okay, but who wouldn't want an eight when you're not a dancer? And it was nice to give her three, three eights along with the nine from uh, Paula. <clears throat> As they uh, scanned the audience, I saw James Vanderbeek. Always nice to see past contestants. And sitting behind him was Joseph Baena. So uh, a couple uh, people are alums of the show there. Up sixth was uh, Sochi and Val. 
and they did a jazz to Gwen Stefani Holler Back Girl. And so she was talking about, again, she liked her and, and I was, I had high hopes for this because so she's great every week. And I think of uh, kind of so she a little bit like Gwen Stefani, very feminine in many ways, but still a little tomboyish in some ways. You know, that's what I would say about Gwen Stefani. She has the, the double barrel there. She's very girly girly in a lot of ways, but in some of her movements and her actions, she looks a little tomboyish. And I thought this is going to be perfect for, for Soshi. She's going to uh, knock this out of the park. And she also said in the video package that she took over some of the creative control this week. You don't hear that very often when the, the uh, celebrities taking over some creative control uh, from the pro. So I had big expectations and this may have been another one of those high expectations and didn't quite deliver uh, the way I wanted it to. Um, I, it was one of those that I'm like, okay, I didn't like that as much as I usually like her dances. And it was sad because I expected her to hit it out of the park. And I'm like, okay, I hope the judges can tell me why I didn't like it because it wasn't one of my favorite dances of hers. Uh, Bruno said, he just said the old nebulous, I spotted something. <laughs> he didn't really go into detail of what he spotted in the, in the dance, but, uh, I guess I did too. And uh, he said, it's not quite, uh, she wasn't quite on it as she usually is. And I'm like, yeah, that's the perfect way to say it. Um, I have high expectations for her. And to me, that was just kind of a not quite on it as, uh, as much as she usually is. Uh, there is that there was a part in the dance where Gwen has that kind of band leader hat on. And um, so she put it on and then it fell off. And you know, not the end of the end of the world. We all all have whatever wardrobe malfunctions or props that don't work. But it kind of took away from the dance because that was one of the signature things. I think when you saw the video was that band leader hat that she had on, and, and so she even mentioned that at the end. Uh, let's see. Let's get back to the judges. Carrie Ann said he she saw the mistake also, but they didn't really talk about it again. Uh, but she said she is a true performer, very gritty and very funky. And again, I agree with that. That's kind of why I was hoping for so much here. Kind of like she has the, the Gwen Stefani vibe about her some, in some respects, I think. And then Derek said it was brilliant, but she was disconnected with the music and, and the dancing, the actual music of the song and then the dancing of it. And that's, again, another thing you don't hear much from her. And the judges go 9-8, 9-8. So Carrie Ann gave her a 9, Bruno and Derek gave her an 8 for a total of 34 for the evening. And then that was up, uh, oh, they mentioned uh, between dances in two weeks, Taylor Swift night's coming up. So if there's any Swifties out there, get ready for that. And then uh, up seventh for the evening was Charity and Artem, and they did a jazz to Janet Jackson's All For You. Uh, let's just go into what the judges had to say. Well, I, I guess I can tell you what little I know and what I thought. Um, Charity, there's something missing uh, with her for me. And we've talked about it in the past. I hate to keep beating it into the ground. But for me, she just doesn't bring enough strength or power or conviction to her moves. And I think Derek said that last week. You know, she needs to get with Lele, who's pretty good at that. And then Lele needs to get with Charity, who's very good at refinement and making the moves kind of look pretty, but not real forceful. Like, again, not owning her space or owning the dance floor. So um, I wasn't super crazy about it, but let's see what the judges had to say. Uh, Bruno said, you should be uh, proud. 
But you do need, I guess he liked it that much, but he said you do need, do need more power and precision, just what we're kind of talking about with her. Uh, Carrie Ann kind of was a little more forceful in her critique. She says, I didn't believe or buy the moment. And she says, come on, you need to mean it when you go out there and dance. And I, again, that's a great way to say it. It almost looks like she's just going through the motions like, you know, I'm a good dancer and I don't have to, you know, get out there and put too much into it. Um, Carrie Ann wants her to mean it when she dance. And I love that. Perfect thing to say, I think. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Derek said it was pretty and she hits things beautifully. But again, you need more energy when you're hitting them. And that's the common theme here. And we've heard that from about charity for a couple, three weeks now. And it's not sinking in. And I would worry if I'm a big fan of hers now. She's got Bachelor Nation, so she's probably fine. But this reminds me of kind of some of the gymnasts we've had on the show when they're asking them to be more emotional in their dances. And that's hard for some of the gymnasts, Olympic gymnasts. And it takes them a while to get to that point. And I'm afraid we're getting into what, week eight next week? And there's still four shows left, but um, I think she needs to show more. And right now, I would put her a notch below uh, Soshi and Ariana in my top four, and probably even Jason. Again, Bachelor Nation will probably pull her through, but I just feel like we're missing something from her, like all the judges say. And I don't know if I mentioned Paula, here I will. She just needs to be more fearless and relentless. Again, a good way to put it. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to, there's no reason to expand on that. Uh, she said, you do dance beautifully, but we need more power. So there it is again. And they gave her four eights for a total of 32. I think that's perfect. Uh, you know, she's better than a seven dancer and she's probably better than an eight, but we're just not getting the total package from her. And I don't know, uh, you know, I've, I, I love Artem, but I've never been a huge fan of his choreography. And I, I, I think he needs to get in her face a little bit. Maybe he's doing it. Who knows that, hey, you can win this thing, but you got to be more forceful and more powerful and act like you mean it when you make those moves. Okay, up last for the evening on the first round was Barry and Pita. They did a quick step to Elton John's I'm Still Standing. And, of course, that's one of the videos that Bruno Tonioli was in back in the day. Fun to see. They showed some clips from that. Very fun to see. Uh, this was another dance from Barry, and it pains me to say this. He He's not improving anymore. I think, I think both Harry and he, obviously the two weakest dancers left, but I think they both hit a ceiling. And unless something magical happens in the next two, two weeks or something, you've seen the best of them already. Uh, who knows? Maybe they'll find one that's a little more suited to them or whatever. But a quick step's a tough, tough dance, you know, very quick, obviously. And when you're talking about a 70-year-old guy who's been through the wars and physically, I didn't expect too much. And according to me, I didn't get too much. But in, in general, you know, I love Barry. So he's fun to watch. I know he's a crowd pleaser. And... Uh, he did well with what he does, but he's limited as to what he can do. Carrie Ann said, uh, makes, uh, Barry makes us all smile, but there were a lot of mistakes and he didn't recover well from them. So there you go. I don't think she even pointed them out because there were a lot. And uh, that's kind of my feeling too. Uh, let's see. Look, uh, Derek said, uh, there was a little something there, like, you know, a mistake again, but very nebulous. He's not really explaining what it was. He said that when you're side by side with PETA, you uh, come alive. And it, he, he does have a pretty good frame, I guess, too, when they're in hold. But 
there's just too many mistakes. And what more can you say, I guess? Bruno said, again, a few mistakes, but the performance is always enjoyable. And they gave him four sevens, four 28. And I think that's exactly right, too, because, you know, if you're going to give Harry four sixes, yeah, Barry's a step up from, from Harry. So give him four sevens. And four sevens is kind of that minimum point at this stage of the uh, uh, ballroom competition uh, that you better be getting. And if you're not, then you know you have to improve a lot. Uh, okay, well, that's the end of the first round for the evening. And uh, what happened is what I hope would happen. Ariana got the immunity for next week's dance uh, dance-offs. She had the high score in the first round. Um, I'm worried about Ariana fan support. So um, the top two dancer for me this season, I'm so glad that she's safe for another week next week. Well, I shouldn't say she's safe because she just doesn't have to go through the dance-offs and she will get bonus points. But I'm sure, yeah, she's not, a, I don't think she has immunity from being eliminated next week, but hopefully uh, getting the bonus points and so forth will get her through another week. So it was time for the team dances. And as it turned out, uh, after they picked pick sides and everything, it was the four young people versus the four older people. <laughs> One uh, team was Harry, uh, Lele, Soshi, and Charity. They were called uh, Team Youngin' Style because they were going to dance to the song Gangnam Style from Psy way back in the day. Um, should say way back, but a ways back. And then the other team was uh, dancing to a Backstreet uh, Boys song called Everybody, and they called themselves Team for Everybody, and it was Allison and Jason and Ariana and Barry. Kind of interesting how that uh, came out, where it was all the young people on one team and all the older people on the other team. Well, first up was uh, the team Young in Style, and again, going back to knowing the history of the show, it really, I love this so much because when I heard that right away, my mind flashed back to season 15, the team dance. Season 15 was the all-star edition and they did a team dance there to Gangnam Style. And it was, get ready for this lineup. It was, I'm laughing because I'm visualizing it in my head. Uh, Emmett Smith, Kirstie Alley, Kelly Monaco, and Gilles Marini and their partners. And of course, Kelly was with uh, Val. And of course, Val's in this dance because he's with Soshi. So Val, a link to the past for sure. Season 15 was a long time ago. And let me just say, if you guys want a laugh, if you're a fan of the show, and especially if you don't know the history of the show, go to YouTube and look up Team... Team Dances Season 15, and you'll find the Gangnam Style video. And I remember when I watched it all those years ago, my mouth was down on the floor because it, well, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Not that it was great technique. It was just, you have to see it to believe it. It was wild and crazy and fun, and their outfits were nuts. And just go back and watch it. Do yourself a favor. And I'm like... This dance will probably be better technically, but it's not going to be more fun than that dance was. And I remember, God, when the judges came on, even old Len was like, you know, that was so much fun and so entertaining to watch. There were <laughs> some mistakes in it for sure, but uh, uh, Bruno and Carrie Ann just went nuts and the audience went nuts. And uh, a lot of them, went, they stripped down in one of the uh, portions of the song and Gilles was wearing basically just a towel around his waist. And I remember Bruno saying, 
Gilles, take that towel off. You know, I need to dry myself off or something. And Gilles did. And of course, he had a pair of white tight trunks on. But just go watch it. I'm telling you, I can't describe it as, as well as it's, it would be to go watch it. It'd be fun. Uh, OK, anyways, the team young and style gets out there and, you know, it was really good. I liked it, um, but I was stunned uh, when the judges gave their critique. They gave him a 40, all 10s. And I was really surprised. Uh, let's see here. Derek said uh, he was really big on Harry. He jumped over the scores table judges table and went up and gave Harry a big hug. He says, Harry, you're not a soloist. You're a team player. They were real happy with Harry. And, you know, at the beginning of it, when he's doing his moves, I'm like, oh, no, there's a nine right there. You got your weakest link and that's not good. But they didn't care. They loved it. Uh, let's see here. Anybody else? Uh, gosh, I can't read my my writing here. <laughs> Anyways, Carrie Ann just said they all came together and it was great teamwork. Uh, Bruno loved it, too. And uh, like I said, four tens for a 40. And I'm like, okay, uh, there's your people that are getting the bonus points. And, you know, I'm betting Harry and Lele could use them. Uh, I don't think you have to worry about Charity and Soshi there. But uh, not, and unless they give the other team a 40, which they're not going to do, I don't think. So let's go see what the other team did. So it's team for everybody uh, to the Backstreet Boys song, as I said, everybody. And uh, it was neat in the video package. Uh, A.J. McLean visits, another uh, former contestant on the show. And that's, like I said, always fun to see there. Um, let's see here. Did Derek say much? He said it was uh, much clearer than the other, much cleaner than the other team, but there were little areas there that they messed up. So that was kind of interesting. I'm like, okay, so he's definitely a nine right away. Uh, Carrie Ann just said it was a lot of fun. Uh, uh, but when they were doing... Uh, Everything in unison, it wasn't quite as clean. So I don't know. <laughs> Derek thought it was cleaner than the other team. And then Carrie says, not quite as clean. So not sure what to expect there. Anyways, the three main judges gave him a nine. Uh, Paul Abdul gave him a 10. So we have a total of 37. So that means Harry, Lele, Charity, and Soshi are going to get three more points than the other people because it's 40 points and then 37 points. So at the end of the night, after both dances, let's look at the scoreboard. Uh, Ariana and Soshi were at 74. Lele at 73, which is a move into the top five for Lele, or top four for Lele. She's always been a little under the top four. Uh, now those bonus points helped her, obviously, to get to that point. Charity had 72. Jason had 72. Allison had 70. A good night for Allison, even without the bonus points, because she had such a good, good dance for herself. And then uh, Barry and Harry bringing up the rear at 65 and 64. So they go to the final three again and make sure to tell us that not necessarily the bottom three, but the final three on the stage were Lele, Charity, and Barry. Uh, this is where I would have been upset if Charity went home. She didn't. <laughs> uh, but I, I knew Bachelor Nation would pull her through. Uh, but maybe that'll sh shake her up a little bit, even though they don't say it's the bottom three. When you're on there as the final three, I'm sure it's scary because you're thinking, oh, no, what if it is me? So hopefully she'll kick it in gear because I know she's a better dancer than she's showing and she's already very good. But anyways, Lele Charity and Barry in the bottom. And they just said going home tonight is Lele Pawn. So uh, kind of sad. You know, she had one of her better dances, I think. And she made her move, like I said, up to the uh, top four on the judges' scorecard. Uh, you know, this is one of those, 
it doesn't break my heart because I don't think she's one of the top four overall. Uh, but obviously she's better than Barry. Obviously she's better than Harry, better than Allison. And this is when you get to the point of the season where some of the good, good and better dancers go home because the popularity keeps other people in. So, uh, Lele obviously didn't have very much fan support because being third on the, well, really second on the judges scorecard after Ariana and Sochi, you're right there. You're one point behind them. And then she's eight points ahead of Barry on the judges scorecard and nine points ahead of Harry. That's a pretty good gap. And uh, obviously both Barry and Harry had more fan support than her who were way down in the bottom of the, of the judges scorecard. So she was along for this world anyways with that kind of small fan support compared to the others two. But kind of hate to see her go because I, I think she was starting to get a little better and was going to be maybe knocking on the door for that uh, top four spot. Okay. Excuse me. I did blow my nose a little bit, but uh, still stuffed up beyond belief. Jeez. Uh, okay, so top 10 list. I could just punt here and go, but I don't want to because I love the top 10 list. And I spent a lot of time on it this week before I started to feel a little under the weather. Um, and it's kind of a playoff of the one I had two or three weeks ago where I did the best male uh, dancers, finishers, or wait a minute, how would I say this? I had trouble with this last time. The best male celebrity dancer to finish at each finishing position. And that wasn't much better, was it? So you, someone finishes second every year. Well, half the time it's probably gonna be a man, half the time it's gonna be a woman. That's just roughly, of course. Well, of all the men I did a couple weeks ago that finished in second place, here's who I think's the best. And I'm gonna do it with the females. Of all the females that finished in, let's say, second place, I think this person is the best of that group. So again, very subjective here. But I like this because it makes you go back and think about older seasons again. And that's what I really like from the top 10 list. Um, I will say that the women, it's interesting, the top part of the women's draw was a lot harder than the bottom. I mean, meaning... The, the dancers who finished in either 7th, 8th, ninth, or 10th place, that was easy for me, slam dunks. And the ones that finished before were a lot harder. So I don't know, that's kind of interesting, I think. Whereas the men, they were more straightforward. But there have been so many good female dancers in the history of this show that um, it was much tougher, much tougher for me. Uh, what I think I'm going to do here also is I'm going to do it from – position one down to position 10. I don't know, just kind of changing it up. Usually I go from 10 to one, but part of the reason is my number one, and by the way, I'm not including anybody from season 26 again. Um, really, there's no one I would even consider except Mariah Nagazu who finished fourth that season, but you can't compare dancers who you know were there for four weeks with those who were there for 11 weeks. So uh, nobody from season 26. But my top one here is very anticlimactic. I guess that's one reason why I'm doing the number one one first, and that's Meryl Davis. Uh, you guys have listened to me. You know, I think she's the best female dancer in the history of the show. Um, I know Charlie was amazing last year, and I still haven't done the deep dive and looked at all of her dances and compared to Meryl. But Meryl has something that I don't think anyone else is going to have, and that's chemistry with her partner that's off the charts. We did our top 10 chemistry. I don't know if it's last week or the week before. And Marilyn Max, I don't think will ever be duplicated because you're never going to have another Max. Max was a unique, polarizing figure, the old bad boy of the ballroom. And as I've said before, Meryl was the only 
partner of his, I think, that was able to tame him somewhat. And it was a special chemistry-laden romance. Not romance, but the dance partnership, although the romance was part of it. Are they, aren't they? And uh, I just don't think she'll ever be beaten, not only in dance technique, but because of that partnership with Max. Meryl does own the uh, top cumulative score in the history of Dancing with the Stars, 28.4 from the judges and think about that. That's a, what is that? That's a nine, nine, 10. Is that right? Yeah. Better than a nine, nine, 10 every dance. If you're going to average 28.4 over the course of a season, how many other fantastic female dancers that want it though and finished in firm first place. And I don't mean to slight them. I just think Merrill's a little notch ahead of everybody, but you know, Charlie last year was amazing. Lori Hernandez, rumor Willis, Bindi Irwin, Kelly Pickler, Nicole Scherzinger, Christy Yamaguchi. I'm not going to list them all, though I may have done most of them there. They, uh, the females have ruled the roost in this show's history. And uh, even though there was unbelievable talent there, a lot of those women are in my top 10 women of all time. For me, Merrill's number one. Season 18, by the way. Uh, the best female finisher in second place. Let's see here. I think, yeah, I do have a little audio for this one. This one was tough, too. Listen to some of the people or the women here who finished in second place. And this is every one of these I'm going to mention was over 27 points cumulative scoring for the year. Again, that's three nines every time you dance. Okay, no particular order. Lindsay Sterling, Paige Van Zandt, someone named Maya. Her last name was Harrison, but she went by Maya in uh, season nine. People forget Maya. She was fantastic. She would want it any other season, but... Couldn't win when Donny Osmond was there. Uh, Amy Purdy, oh my gosh, the most emotional contestant for me in the history of the show, but what a fantastic dancer. Mel B going way back, unbelievably good dancer. JoJo Siwa, more recently here, incredible. And then Katherine Jenkins. I love Katherine. I think she's also kind of a forgotten dancer in the uh, history of the show as far as fantastic women. But even with all of those great names, and this was hard for me, and I will tell you up front, my choice, if you argue for your choice, whether it be JoJo or Amy or Catherine or Melby or any of those others I mentioned, I would probably change my mind because this was razor thin close to me, but I ended up going with Zendaya, season 16. Her last name's Coleman, Zendaya Coleman. Uh, young kid at the time. She was 16 years old, in fact. At the time, I believe the youngest contestant ever to be on the show. And if you didn't get to see Zendaya, go back and look at her dances on YouTube. Man, just fantastic. Uh, it's hard to explain. Uh, go back to listen to some of the judges' comments. They can explain the nuances she had that made her so incredible. And Zendaya was like Bindi Irwin in some respects, um, very different types of dancers and so forth. But young women who I had to watch dance. I'm like, I can't wait to see what Bindi does next week. I can't wait to see what Zendaya does tonight. Uh, and that's a rare thing for me to have a connection with a contestant. It's a must-see contestant. For me in baseball, it was that way. You know, if you had a, a baseball player that you just, it was a stop now. Whenever they took an at-bat, I got to see because something great could happen. And that's what I thought was Zendaya. And uh, she didn't have quite the scoring average as some of the other ladies did on this list. But the judges loved her. Maybe they were tougher scorers back then. I don't know for sure. But uh, uh Another thing that kind of threw over the top for me is she has a top 10 dance of all time for me. And that's just an extra bullet point, um, you know, when I'm trying to come up with these lists. But uh, here's the judges talking about Zendaya. 
This one, I believe, was her final dance in her season, season 16. And the judges just kind of recap their love of her dancing. Dancing, Carrie Ann, you start. You know, watching this dance makes me realize I am gonna be so sad not to watch you two dance anymore. Yeah. You have such a magical quality when you dance. You've made every single dance, and we've seen a lot of dances. You've made every single dance special. Yeah. That Zendaya Val special flavor, and it's been a joy. Len, you know, for a, a young lady of 16, you dance with such maturity. You know, it's incredible. You don't only dance, but you perform. You put the character into each dance. Your personality comes out. You do those little facial expressions that most people are just thinking, what's coming next, what's coming next? <laughs> Not you. You're doing all those little twinkly bits, which I love to see. I'm telling you, when Dancing with the Stars is over, spread your wings, you're gonna fly away, girl. There you go. Another massive hit for Zendaya. I'm telling you, for somebody so young, you have pitch perfect performer instinct. I've been around a long time. I've seen very few people that are able to switch that on at will and it's always right. Plus, unique and individual style. I tell you, twinkle, twinkle, little star, you will go very, very far. Boy, yeah, the judges said it all there. And uh, she was something special and she's turned into something special. She's one of those, I think I mentioned when I met Jordan Fisher, a few years back, uh, I told Jordan, I said, I expect big things from you because he's the best male dancer, I think, in the history of the show. And I told him, I said, you know, I thought the same thing when I saw Zendaya. I expected big things for her and she's turned into producing big things. I've heard as much from Jordan, but I'm not in tune with young people these days. So I don't know if he's doing anything or not. But uh, uh, yeah, she was something special. So Zendaya is going to be my best female that finished in second place. Uh, let's see here. Third place. Another tough one. Lot, so many fem good female dancers, you know. Um, there was a lot of people I considered here. Melissa Rycroft, season 15 champ, season 8, uh, third place. Just a wonderful dancer. Just very, very good. Stacey Keebler going way back to season two. You people that haven't seen season two, go back and check out Stacey Keebler. This was the infancy of the show, obviously. But, uh, man, she had legs forever, and she was really, really good. Uh, let's see, who else? Uh, Janelle Parrish, fantastic. I loved her. She finished in third place in her season. And there's several others too. But um, when it came down to picking for me, it, it was difficult, but not as difficult as number two. That's Normani Corday, season 24. Uh, she finished in third place, of course, since this is the number three thing here. Uh, Could have won many seasons. Season 24 was a topsy-turvy season with, with uh, uh, tough eliminations. Um, but... Uh, Go back and look at her. And Normani was another one of those that I'm like, there's something so unique and special about her. I don't want to miss any of her dances. So it's like, what is Normani going to come up with this week? And that was the, one of Val's partners too. Val's had unbelievable partners throughout there. And that's good because he's a great, great partner and great choreographer and stuff. But uh, uh for me, this this one, even though it was difficult again because there's so many people, Melissa actually had a higher per average dance in her uh, uh, championship season. But uh, I'm going with uh, Normani Corday at number three, season 24. Uh, let's see, fourth play, or best female to finish in fourth place in their season. Um, again, ton of people here are good. You know, I looked at Amanda Klutz, loved her. 
Uh, Allie Raceman, the Olympic gymnast, was great. Simone Biles, of course, another Olympic gymnast, was great. Uh, Maria Menounos, I think people forget her a little bit. She was in season 14. Season 14 had so many good dancers in it. And I think she got a little lost in the shovel, but she was really good. Um, but all three that are four of those that I just mentioned, they were all under 27 points cumulative average with the judges. And like I've said before, sometimes the judges average made the difference for me because they, they were all so close. But if the judges have them scored a little higher, then they're seeing something and they're the pros or you know the experts. So uh, I decided to go with the person here at number four, and that is Nastia Lewinkin. He, she had the another Olympic gymnast. She had the highest score accumulatively among all the people who finished in fourth place at 27.4. That's pretty high. Season 20. Um, she wasn't going to win season 20 for a lot of reasons. Um, number one, there was Riker Lynch and Rumor Willis in front of her. Uh, but she should have finished at least third. And who knows? I don't know. She was really good. I, I love Riker. You know, I have him as a top 10 male of all time. And Rumor, I think, is a top 10 female of all mine. So like I said, there really wasn't too much of a place for her to go. But boy, what a fantastic person to finish, a dancer that finished in fourth place. Now, that was a unique season for Nastia and Derek was her partner. Nastia was at NYU uh, in school. Derek was at Radio City Music Hall doing, I think, 10 shows a week or something, some ridiculous thing. Uh, they would try to practice in between their schooling and their work in New York City, wherever they could practice. And then Nastia would fly out on the weekend to LA. And then she would either dance with Henry in the early part of the season or Sasha in the later part of the season because Derek's doing a show on Saturday and Sunday. And then Derek flies back and uh, out and works with her on Monday. Think about that. They basically had Monday afternoon or Monday morning for them to get ready for the Monday night show. And so that was tough on them. And for whatever reason, the producers, I didn't think, gave her a lot of positive video edits that year. Um, you know, she, she always had kind of a, how would I say this, um, a not very pleasant looking face. Sure, she would smile from, from time to time, but the countenance was just like kind of, um, is that right? Countenance? You know what? That's a word of the day. When I say her countenance wasn't very uh, positive, what I mean is just her facial expressions. And I think that's the right word. So anyways, write that down in your little book. Word of the day for a trip to go see the tour or anybody else that is touring. <laughs> um, I just remember, you know, so many of those gymnasts, they have to come out of that. They don't smile when they're competing and they have a tough time coming out of that shell. Now, Sean Johnson didn't. And Lori Hernandez didn't. And guess what? They won their seasons. <laughs> but most of them, Simone Biles, Suni Lee, a couple others, had trouble with that emotive, positive facial expression. And I think Nastia did too. So, But still, no doubt she was fantastic. And I want to play a little uh, audio here of her Viennese waltz with Derek. Uh, this is actually a moment in the show's history. If I did a noteworthy moment again list. I'm going to have to include this. Of course, Len's involved in it, and that makes it a little more special. Uh, this was a judge's help week, and there were four contestants left, I believe, and each judge was assigned to one of the one of the couples, and Len was assigned to Nastia and Derek to help them with their Viennese waltz. 
And they, they played a, quite a sad package of Len talking about, you know, he's got arthritis in the knees and he can't dance like he used to. And it's, it's sad for him because he used to love to dance, of course. Well, he came on and they showed it in the, the video package. He's going to come on like in the last 10 seconds of the song and just do a couple little moves with Nastia. And he did. And it was so emotional. Uh, he was not judging here, of course, because he was the helper of the, the couple. But listen, listen to the other judges talk not only about... Uh, uh, Nastia's incredible dance, but about Len's involvement in it. Okay. Wow. First of all, what an incredible semifinals this has been. It's like mind-blowing to see the diverse choices that all the judges have made. And Len, that, that was just, it was incredible. I was like in tears. And then Len came out and watching the delicacy, the true, that was a true moment. We've been asking for you, asking for this from you every time, like the vulnerability. Tonight, that was like, that was something so spectacular. That was a moment that I will remember forever. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at Tom, I'm looking at Nastia, I'm looking at Derek's eyes, I'm looking at Carrie Ann. I mean, this night has been really special. I don't know if anybody else can feel it. But, um, but for me, I think that was the most special dance I think I've ever seen. There was something right at the beginning. I felt like none of us were here, and you guys had a private dance, almost connecting for the first time. And then I also believe with Len, I mean, I've known you since I was nine. <laughs> and the same thing. I mean, it was so beautiful. My darling, sublime refinement and skill. It glowed with a nostalgic warmth and love and dedication to this art form. Len. My heart. Ten years in America. Eleven seasons in the UK. and honored to be in your presence. All right, guys, you're going to make your way up. Yeah, that's a very emotional night. At the end there, all the judges were holding hands, looking up at Len in the skybox, and I'm not going to get emotional here, <laughs> but I'm surprised they didn't play that. I mean, they didn't have to because they did the video clip for Len, you know, his dance a couple weeks ago. But if you, uh, you love the show, you love Len, you want to be moved, Go look at Nastia and Derek's Viennese Waltz from uh, season 20, and you can see Len out on the dance floor for about 10 seconds at the end. Very, very, very uh, poignant now, especially that he's gone. Uh, let's see here. Uh, go to number five. Uh, let's see here. Oh, uh, number five was kind of a tough one for me. No one really jumped out. You know, so far, all of these, and then the rest of them too, I had a tough time figuring because I thought everybody was fantastic that finished in those respective spots. Number five was the opposite. Um, everyone I looked at, I liked, but none of them have jumped out for me and, and none of them were real memorable in the history of Dancing with the Stars for me. And that's saying something when you're talking about fifth place because you can still have some pretty good dancers in fifth place. But I looked at uh, Tony Braxton, 
I looked at Suni Lee. I looked at Sky Jackson, who was just on a couple, three seasons ago. Um, but I ended up settling on Lil Kim, believe it or not, going way back to season eight. And this is what I love about these lists. Here's one from the old days. How many of you people knew that Lil Kim was on Dancing with the Stars? And uh, like I said, she didn't kill it. And I don't think any of those other people did either. Sky Jackson had a better cumulative score on the judges, but I remember her season fairly well since it was so recent. And I remember one dance for sure where she had kind of a bad mess up with uh, Alan, her partner. He kind of grabbed his hair so she wouldn't fall. And uh, they had some ups and downs, kind of like Johnny Weir that same season. And, you know, I want consistency. And boy, you get consistency with Lil' Kim. Go back and look at some of her dances. It may not have been consistent like, wow, 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 but she got better and better. And each week it seemed like they creeped up a little bit, you know, sevens and eights and nines and very consistent the whole way. I don't remember a bad dance from her. Don't remember too many of her dances, really. But uh, I went back and looked at them for this list because uh, I'm like, I got to come up with a number five. But yeah, just uh, the consistency she had and her growth over the arc of the season uh, is what kind of led me to believe that Lil' Kim is the best uh, female finisher in fifth place. And one more piece of audio here. Well, I got maybe a couple more. Yeah, a couple more. <laughs> Anyways, for those of you that didn't listen or watch the show back then, this will be fun to listen to probably. Uh, season 8, Judges Talking About Lil' Kim. All right, Bruno, we'll start with you. Yeah. That bitch is back and she means business. <laughs> In a puzzle goblet full of pride, attack, and artistry. Not just that, it was a classic, classy Hazel, well done. Okay. There he is. Okay. I think the Paso is such a great showcase for you because it, it shows us how dramatic, how passionate, how aggressive you are, which is your four... Sorry. Hello. Speaking English, forte? you have a forte. There you Thank go. you, That's Tom. All right. Which is your forte. But it's also showing us how far you've grown. Your pictures were so refined, so elegant. The resistance in your shapes was gorgeous. I loved it. You know, this competition isn't about mastering the dances that you're good at. It's coping with the dances that maybe you're not going to be so good at. Mm. And I thought this was going to be a bit of a disaster. But I've got to tell you, <laughs> you've come out with fire, with passion. I was expecting oh no, and I got Ole. Welcome back. Yeah, and I, another reason I love these top tens is it gives me a chance to play the old judges. And it's always nice to hear Lynn, especially especially these days. And uh, uh, Lil' Kim, that's uh, they liked her. And like I said, she was consistent. I went back and looked at her scores. Didn't have down weeks like a lot of other people do. So uh, she's my number five best female finisher. Uh, number six. A lot of good ones here, too. Um, I love Melora Hardin. I love Alexa Penavega a lot. But uh, it came down to two people for me here of the females who finished in sixth place. And that was Elizabeth Berkeley and Danica McKellar. Uh, Danica was in season 18, obviously finishing in sixth. Uh, Elizabeth was in season 17, finishing in sixth. They both should have been higher. Uh, Danica couldn't have gone much higher because she had five or four really, really good dancers. She could have gone one more space, in my opinion. But um, Elizabeth certainly could have finished a lot higher. Season 17 was a mess-up season in terms of surprise eliminations and so forth. I actually loved season 17, but I didn't like it for that reason. And uh, um, Elizabeth was going to be 
my first choice because she has a top 10 dance of all mine. Now, I don't know if it's still in the top 10 after Charlie and some of these other more recent people, but a couple years ago she did. Um, but what it boiled down to, and this may not be uh, a very scientific way, and it certainly is it, I love Danica McKellar. Uh, she's one of those types, types of people that I'm like, what's Danica gonna do this week? And I don't know how to describe it, except we all have a look or a personality that we're drawn to. And for me, it was always Danica McKellar. So I, I loved watching her and everything she did. They were about the same on the judges' scorecard over the arc of the season. But uh, as a personal favorite, number six, Danica McKellar, season 18. Uh, or in finished in sixth. Okay, these next four, I got a couple pieces of audio, and then we'll wrap her up here. Uh, they, they were no-brainers for me. And in fact, I'm not even going to go into like who I compared against because these were all no-brainers for me. Uh, there were a couple other good dancers that I could mention, but for time's sake, I'm not going to because these, these four were slam dunks for me. Number seven, the best female to finish in number seven is the most wrong person in the history of the show, not once but twice, the great Sabrina Bryan. Uh, again, if you're new to Dancing with the Stars, do yourself a favor and go back and watch some of Sabrina's dances. Um, in season five, so wrong, so wrong. Probably should have won season five, but we didn't get to know because she was eliminated so early. I uh, only saw six dances of her, and she had a 27-point cumulative average at the beginning of the season like that. Her first dance out, the cha-cha, I just vividly remember thinking, oh my God, who is this young woman? And she's showing me stuff I've never seen, especially on night one. And, uh, and then she did her uh, pasta doble, and I think I did my pasta doble list a couple weeks ago, and she's got a top 10 paso of mine. And I mentioned at the time, I believe, it's the earliest perfect score in the history of the show where Lynn was actually there judging. That was season, um, season five, week four. And uh, this is another audio clip that I just want to play about Sabrina and how much the judges loved her. Looks like Bruno did too, Bruno. Oh my God, is it Miss Ginger Rogers, her, her best? <laughs> Talk about a sparkler of a quick step. You did a treble kick at this. I've never seen it before. Three times. The variations were incredible. Your lines were superb. A dazzler, a true dazzler. All right, Carrie Ann. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous! Your top line is something I've never seen before, ever in all the history of dancing. Oh, wow. Your lines were incredible. You had your head in the right place. You were t together. You had grace. You had drama. It was dynamic. It wasn't just power punch. It was awesome. Wow. All right. Okay, Leo. I'm loving this season. Is the hits just keep on coming? And I'll tell you what. What was great. You kept your, all your upper body calm and under control, but your legs were working. They yes. were fast. You were moving. <laughs> well done. Great quick step. Well done. Yeah, as the judges mentioned there, she's always been a powerful dancer, and that was the issue early on with her is that you just got to tone it down a little bit because you're so powerful. It's great. But, you know, part of dance is refinement and so forth. And then you heard Bruno and Carrie Ann saying that you're doing things we've never seen in the history of the show. This audio clip was actually from season 15. So a lot of the show had been seen by then or the series history. 
And for those professional judges to say that, Sabrina Bryan, oh my gosh, so wrong, not once, but twice. If they ever do another All-Star Edition, could they bring her back? She's going to be a middle-aged lady now. Not quite, but she was so young. But uh, she just didn't have the fan support. And that's one of those sad things that you wish you had judges safe back in the day. So she's the best uh, female finisher at number seven. Best at number eight, uh, another no-brainer for me. Uh, back to season 24, Heather Morris. Uh, more recent here, some of you guys may have remembered, she was basically a professional dancer coming onto the show. Uh, she took a lot of flack for that. I don't blame her a bit because, you know, someone came to me and said, hey, you got a chance to win $360,000 doing what you love. Yeah, we're going to do it. Um, but the fans were not receptive of her, and it's a shame because uh, she would have been in the finals for sure. Uh, like I said, so many of the dancers that come on here have dance experience, but it's like secondary. You know, their first thing is they're a singer or they're an Olympic gymnast. But you have a lot of dance experience in there. Heather Morris' resume said dancer on it. So um, I get why the fans were not quick to embrace her. But boy, she was fantastic too. She was with Max that year. And uh, Max hurt himself after week one, I think. And then Alan came in. And I want to say did like four dances with her. And then Max came back. And they did a perfect score dance. And of course, they get eliminated because of the no fan support. So let's play a little here of them talking about Heather Morris. And she's with Alan here and see what the judges have to say. Carry on. Let's start. before and I'm like, okay, are you just going to do what you've done before? No, you brought the ballroom to Brittany. That was amazing. Your hold, your carriage, it was so much improved from the first week. Well done. Great job, Alan. You guys are there great. Len. You don't have to be clever, Heather. You just have to go, you just have to go down. What's the matter now? You just have to go down this road. You're a terrific dancer. Loads of content of the tango. Plenty of dancing in hold. You know, if, if you were playing poker, you went all in. All your chips, all or nothing. Oh, you. And you came out a winner. The happiest you've been all night. I'm so excited. I know. I know. Julianne? First of all, I don't know any woman who is not envious of this outfit, Brittany inspired. Like Having the new partner, there was a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Tonight, you guys felt so connected. Yes. When you were dancing, it's not just about getting the steps right and moving and nailing it. You guys had subtleties and you had little things that, like, the chemistry was off the charts. I mean, I was literally going like this the whole time. <laughs> so good! So right, good! Hit me, Hannah, one more time! <laughs> that was scintillating and the but what I like, what I saw, and we, that's what we look for into it, is all the variations, the link, the staccato, the accentuations on the musical accent. Dun, 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 bang. That's dancing. Thank you. Yeah, uh, all these four here at the end had that same characteristic Bruno just said. The little things in the dance, the accentuation of a certain movement to the beat of the sound. That's, you know, musicality. That's what dancers have, that even people that learn how to dance, <laughs> it's gonna be tough to get. Uh, and uh, Heather Moore certainly had that. So she was uh, number eight, uh, the best fin female finisher at, in eighth place. Okay, let's see, let's finish it up here with nine and 10. Nine, season 17, another slam dunk. 
Uh, for me, I don't know if you guys will even remember some of these names because they were eliminated so early. Season 17, Christina Milian. Uh, she was with Mark Ballas, and she should have been in the finals as far as I'm concerned. You know, it was Amber Riley, Corbin Blue, herself, and probably either, I don't know, Elizabeth Berkeley, or I wouldn't have been upset with Brant Doherty or even Sookie Polizzi, but I think she should have been there. But she was eliminated so early in ninth place, and she had that same disease that these other beautiful young women had, beautiful young women that were unknown to the voting audience, and they just couldn't get their support. And this is when the judges say would have been so great for all of them. But uh, if you want to see some really cool dances early on in the season, go back season 17 and see Christina Milian. And then finally, the greatest dancer to finish in 10th place on the female side, uh, and someone named Tanache, another one-named uh, celebrity. I think she was a singer. Uh, my God, just gorgeous, number one. She was... Uh, she was eliminated, remember, in 10th place. So she had very few dances, and she had a cumulative score of 25.6, which at that early stage of the competition in a season is astounding. That's, you know, more than eight every time for your first few dances. And the judges are notoriously tough in the early part of the season. She was such an entertainer, such a great dancer, such a beautiful woman, and... Uh, it was, it was wrong. She should have been in the finals again. Judges save would have kept her to the finals. Um, season 27, you know, that was the, oh, the Armageddon season. Juan Pablo would have been in the finals. Milo was in the finals and should have been. And Tanache would have been right there with him, probably with Ivana Lynch in terms of, you know, best dancers. But uh, another most wrong person. And she finishes as the best female dancer to ever finish in 10th place. Okay, hope you guys like that. A lot of fun for me to do. And uh, let's see, next week. Next week, I may be going to the show. So I don't know if I'm going to do a top 10 list, especially if I'm feeling badly like this. I'll probably just bail on you and not do anything. But uh, who knows? We'll see how things go over the weekend and uh, if I can come up with something before next week. Okay, well, let's finish this up. Uh, we did have a word of the day earlier. Remember that? You'll have to go back and listen to that. Uh, write that down in your little bedazzled Dancing with the Stars notebook. Um, I think it's six for the season. I'll have to look that up. And of course, I'll tell you before it's time to turn them all in. But uh, you're going to regurgitate the words of the day for me. Winner's going to go who gets them all right. And we're going to go see the tour stop coming up in January to March. Or a Derek tour or a Max and Val tour or a Kim Johnson thing or whatever someone from Dancing with the Stars is doing. So I uh, hope you got that down. And then there's also the question of the week, which is for the trip to see Dancing with the Stars live in person <clears throat> in Los Angeles. We are, you know what I'm going to be doing the next three or four days is whew, intently trying to get tickets for next week because I am taking uh, a winner from last year. Um, she's bringing her husband and it's going to be a blast. And if I'm not feeling well, I'll just get them in and they, you know, stay away from them because I don't want to get anybody sick. Sick. I'll probably be wearing a mask for sure. I don't think it's anything bad. I'll certainly do a COVID test, but it's just what I get every year. Sinus infection and you feel run down and kind of miserable, but you can do anything. I can go out and work out now if I want to. <laughs> a little more tired, of course, but anyways, question of the week. How'd I get off onto all that? Uh, last week, I mentioned there was a pro who had three spots together on my top 10 list last week. It's very simple. What pro did I mention as having three spots together 
back to back to back on my top 10 list last week. Turn out the lights, the party's over. They say that all good things must end. Call it a night, the party's over. And tomorrow and next year starts the same old thing again. Yes, sir, Dandy Don Meredith. I cut you off last week. You guys that were here know that. <laughs> that was very bad, but we're not going to cut them off this week for sure. I just kept my finger off the mouse and everything, and I'm not cleaning up my screen, you know, to get out of here in a hurry. Of course, last week it was to go to bed, but uh, yes, Don Meredith tells us that it's time to go. And then we also know what we do here at the end of each show. We play a song that... Uh, uh, reminds me of an iconic dance in Dancing with the Stars history. So let's just listen to this for a while. Well, that is Cowboy Troy and his song, I Play Chicken with the Train. Had a little help from Big and Rich there. And this reminds me of the season 14 freestyle of Donald Driver, Donald Driver and PETA Murgatroyd. Boy, I'm, I'm failing here, aren't I? <laughs> Donald and Peta, how about that? This is back when freestyles mattered, and I'm convinced to this day that Donald Driver won that season because of this freestyle. Go back and watch it if you haven't seen it. You'll get a big kick out of it. The judges loved it. Uh, Wen said, chances win dances, and he took a chance on that song. Cowboy Troy was actually there in person for that freestyle with Donald and Peta. Uh, Carrie Ann jumped up on, the, on the, the table there of the judges. I don't know how she did it. She had like a long dress on that day. And she's up lassoing the air and hooping and hollering. She loved it. It was a crowd pleaser. Um, and you'll get a kick out of it and a big smile on your face, I think, if uh, you uh, go back and watch it. The end of the dance was amazing. This song ends just like that. You'll hear it here in a little bit. And theirs was right on the money. Just an unbelievable. In fact, that's my, uh, God, I think I had it in my top three, maybe. Is that possible? Of freestyles of all time. I loved this so much. And um, country songs do pretty well on this show. We've talked about that in the past. And they did take a little bit of a chance here, but it was fantastic. Okay, next week on the show, it's Whitney Houston night. They're going to have Billy Porter as a guest judge. And fingers crossed, we're going to try to get tickets and take last year's winner to the show next week. So I hope we have something like that to talk about uh, next week. As always, thanks to TC. Uh, thanks, you guys, for fighting through this. I know it sounds worse than usual with my stuffiness and sniffling and so forth, so I appreciate you hanging out. Um, next week, hope we're in the ballroom. Hope we can talk about it. It's uh, Whitney Houston night. Until then, this is Tony the Engineer. Bye-bye. I play chicken with the train. Play chicken with the train. train.
get you some of that.